0: So you were, you were you were over there. You were stationed.
1: No, no. So I was um, I was in the Air Force for six years and I I went out to what's called pre-deployment training. And that's right. I can't remember the name of the base in Virginia where I was, but we had a blast, man. <laughs> it was
0: an was it Air Force base.
1: No, it's a Navy base. Uh, I almost want to Google it or look it up.
0: I'm doing right now. Sorry folks, while we're talking if you
1: name it, I guarantee it'll pop up in my head.
0: Naval Air Station, Main Gate, uh Norfolk.
2: That's yeah, it.
1: Yeah. Did you see uh, that on there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Norfolk, Virginia. Or Norfolk, uh I think that's the name of the base too, Norfolk.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know anything much about it out that way. But so you were in the na- or uh you were in there for six years in the Air Force? What made you mm-hmm. what made you join up? Was that something you always wanted to do? Is your family? It
1: was really like restlessness and discontent, man. I, um, I grew up here. I'm I'm, in, I'm back where I grew up initially by choice. I grew up in Kokomo, Indiana and I wasn't going anywhere really fast. It's a, it's a blue collar town. Your options are, are fairly, fairly limited. I say that now, you know, we've got the internet and all that, but if you want to go out and get a traditional job, there's only so many in blue collar, uh, mostly. And, you know, ultimately I in short, I knew that I was destined to do something bigger than what maybe my hometown was offering. And um yeah, I, I decided I was gonna join the the, the US Air Force and, and I'm you know thankful that I did, dude. Changed my life.
0: So you just had this feeling inside you that you were destined for bigger things and just right, That's what you're outside. Did you always have that feeling or is this something that just came about or what dude like, I got? I, I relate to that because I always feel like, man, you know, I can do so much bigger things because I'm from a real small mm-hmm. town, like, you know, no stoplights, all cornfields and all that shit. I mean, not that I'm doing anything <laughs> great huge, but I always had that like, man, you know, there's more to life than just, you know. Yeah, man, mine,
1: were, mine. I, I've always believed that I could do big things and I, I, I looked around and no one was really going anywhere fast in my circle of friends and everybody was, you know, just chasing chicks and chasing the party scene. And I was like, there's got to be something more than this. And I, you know, when I was young, I grew up, I saw people with nice stuff and I always assumed that they had really good jobs. You know, I thought, okay, well, they're an attorney or they're a doctor. If somebody had like a big mansion, I was like, okay, maybe both the the husband and the wife are doctors or something. That's just how I correlated it in my head. Long story short, man, I I, did a real primitive approach. I, I looked around at what I had here. And then I was looking around as I was like a junior or senior in high school. And the guys that were going out to college and coming back to the bar where everybody was, like they were putting on weight. They didn't have any money, really. Um, they didn't seem like they were really going through any sort of metamorphosis or change. They were the same dudes. Yeah. And uh, my guys that were coming back from the, the military were different. They spoke different. They, they had a different posture, even a little swag in their step. And a lot of them had like a new car, a new truck they had money to buy a beer at the bar. And and I was always just curious, man. I've never been like a hater. So, you know, I was, I was curious, Hey man, what's it like, is it worth it? Are you nervous? Like, what about war? This and that. And I started having conversations and and it piqued my interest. That was the first kind of exposure to, you know, the military potentially being an option, but I'd never really set out like I'm going to go to the military. I, I didn't know anything about it really. And, uh, you know, rewinding the, the reason why I joined is restlessness and discontent. I, I, you know, was getting in trouble, the people I was hanging around with, and it was a ticket to a change, a ticket to a new opportunity, a ticket out of where I was and who I was spending time around. It was kind of a roll of the dice too, man. It was this, it was this, I think this is going to be good. And worst case scenario, if it's not, if I, if I, if I hate it, I'll at least have a good resume when I get out. And that was really it.
0: Uh, I mean, while you were talking, I was just thinking. There's a quote I've mentioned on here a bunch of different times, but you know, it goes like I forgot who says it, but uh you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most. You know, and you know, and a lot of times when you're starting to look around and seeing what your life goals are and what you want to do with your life, and you just start looking around who you're hanging out with, you know, it's like, hey, like, and you said it perfectly, you know, hey, it seems like these guys are not really going anywhere except just to the bar and chase girls or whatever, which is nothing. I'm not saying there's nothing. With that, but, you know, like you, if you want to do bigger things in life, you have to start, you know, maybe surrounding people who are almost like minded. I mean, you know, sure, sure. Yeah, for me, I just, you know,
1: I'd kind of I was tapping out on that, that world. And I, I knew that, you know, at, at a root level, like I kind of understood what I focused on, I could grow, or what I focused on, I could, I could develop. Yeah, um, I'd seen that, you know, in sports. Um, And then I got, you know, business kind of became my sport. I was later on, like after the military, but I've always, I've always understood the reality that yeah. Who you hang around with, like, you're going to be like them. You're going to talk like them. You're going to have the same things that they have a lot, lot of times. And it's really, I think that's due to just information, man. You know, if, if you and I were hanging out with billionaires, we're going to know what they're investing in. Yeah. We're going to know what, those conversations are different than, uh, you know, other ones, <laughs> people are talking about ideas and patents and, and different, um, you know, strategies or different things that are working, different things that aren't working, you know, in, in their level of of where they're playing, so yeah, man, it's, it's been awesome. I've, I've you know, since then I've since you know, kind of changed my friend group and changed the, the sport that I'm playing. I'm, I'm big, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I love building and, and, and doing things right. Solving problems specifically through technology. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just now started building a personal brand. I've been the dude behind the scenes for years, like eight and a half years. I've never really, you know, someone could have go could go out and look at the content that I have right now. There's very few, <laughs> um, pieces because I'm just now deciding to get out of my own way and start to, you know, put myself out there. Cause I think I've got a lot of information I can help people with and a lot of shit that I've been through that, uh, you know, other people probably go through or will maybe. Um, so the hope is just to keep meeting rad people like you get on podcasts, you know, put myself out there and, and hopefully, um, impact people that are in the same sport, right. That I'm in now.
2: Yeah.
0: That's what you got to do, man. You know, that's one of the reasons why I created this thing was just kind of put myself out there. And, you know, I've always liked podcasts and I know I've said it on here tons of times, but yeah, I was like, you know, I want to learn from people, self-educate, you know, and uh, you know, like learn from you, like what you're doing out there, things, you know, and just, if you stay in the same circles, like what, you're going to get the same result, just doing the same thing, get the same result, Einstein or whatever. But yeah. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I knew that, you know, I could do more things and, you know, give people a platform to share their world, not like this is a huge thing or anything. But yeah, but you know, I I get a lot out of podcasts and just talking with people in general, you know, and just like you said, if you surround yourself with billionaires, you're gonna learn like what they're trade what <laughs> they're doing. And, and then like, you know, I'm the same way when I'm learn like talking with you, I'm learning from you and like little pearls and gems that you might have and all that good stuff, man. It's just it's just weird and I you know, I don't know, you know, and, and I'm I'm favor of social media, don't get me wrong, but I'm just wondering if social media is losing that connection with people anymore. Just, you know, um, you know, like I work in higher education and I've said this before, but you know, we're in a generation of students coming in where they've always had a screen in their hand. You mm-hmm. know? And so it's almost like, Hey, is there a disconnect now? You know, if they don't have a screen in front of them, it's like, do they not know how to act? You know, I'm generally speaking of course, but
1: right. I mean, no, dude. It, so, so one of the things it's, it's really cool. I think I can only imagine, I don't have a podcast, but I can imagine how, how cool it is to be able to talk, you know, you can target who you want to have on there and pick their brain and ask questions and you get a front row seat, right. And the results of your your podcast is that ripple effect. It goes out to your audience, but you know, before the recording starts and after it ends, you get to build that rapport with the person. It's really synergistic and collaborative. So I I love the concept. And uh, I've personally met a lot of really cool people over the last few, I think I've been doing this like a few months now, like getting on the radio waves and, um, you know so I hope to be a value to you dude if there's anything specific you know that you want to ask I don't I don't know if you're in the entrepreneurial world or if you want to you know if you're working on a project or something if I can add value I'd I'd love to bro I'm an open book so that's if there's an... That's yeah, go what I go ahead
0: talk to you about you know it was like you know your social media and how you got it started you know you, I know you I think you do app development and mm-hmm. all that good stuff and you know I've always been curious with that you know just because it's a huge part of the world and you know and i work in IT my 9 to 5 and so it's like, Ooh, I wonder you know how you know I've never really Had the background and as far Mm -hmm. as as all that goes, you know, like I graduated with PE and my bachelor's and sports management is my master's. And then now I work in IT, which is like this almost managing software, but I'm not coding, Mm -hmm. developing apps or anything. Yeah, that's part of the reason I want to talk to you about, you know, you got your own social media thing going on too. And it's like starting from the ground up, it's badass, man, you know, and just, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I wouldn't call myself an entrepreneur by any means, but just, uh, I love the, uh, Taking something of owning something and building it up and turning it into something, rather than just I'll just go stick with my normal day job and just thirty years later retire and go sit yeah. on the beach, you know.
1: Yeah, there's you know everybody goes a different path. I mean, I don't even know what is the definition of an entrepreneur. Right? I the question. I, I I really, you know, in my opinion, it's someone who builds things and solves puzzles. Like, that's it. So I think everybody in their own regard, you know, you don't have to wear a suit. You don't have to have a jet. You don't have to, you know, whatever or or have this fancy shouldn't have this fancy, like, you know, top shelf idea of of what it means to be an entrepreneur. I don't think I think anybody that builds things and solves puzzles, solves problems and really, really good entrepreneurs are those that solve problems like in the root reason for doing it is they're serving. And, and the truth is like you're paid in direct proportion, to your ability to solve problems. Sure. So the people that go out and, and, you know, they've got their finger on the pulse or they're, they're, they're observant watching, listening uh, and seeing where there's problems in the market and where they can directly impact that. And it could be digital. Like me, you know, it could be a tech guy, Bill apps and whatnot. There's a lot of problems to be solved there, but it's not to say that there aren't a ton of problems to be solved in the physical world too, whether it's, you know, people need their windows washed. People need, you know, all these new, these new things that are coming out in production, you know, just, just think, keep, keep your eyes and ears open and, and look at, ab- uh, look around and how you can impact and, and serve. And there's an exchange there dollar amount. But so, yeah, man, I mean, I'm, I'm an open book in regards to, you know, the funny thing is too, man, like I, I don't have any formal education in software or tech and I, I come from the military. I was a grunt, dude. Like I, I kept people and things safe in the Air Force. Uh, you know, I was a glorified security guard starting. I was a military police officer, so I did, I did, uh, um, you know, some some basic entry, control point access stuff. Uh, I did law enforcement, so LE on a military base, which is way different than civilian law enforcement, in my opinion. Some people may get upset for me <laughs> for saying that. Um, and then I, I deployed, like I volunteered and, and, you know, wanted to deploy every about six to seven months. I was out the door, man, good places, bad places. Um, so that was kind of like my refining moments, uh, throughout, throughout my life. And, you know, I, I always tell people like my, my, my tiptoe into this industry was due to restlessness and discontent. I was out of the military, um, going to college. I was burnout. I was like, dude, I want to make money. I want to travel. So I, I jumped to the chance of doing contracting. I worked overseas and it didn't take me long. It was three years. I lived in, in, uh, Kuwait and in, in Dubai. And I, I had everything like, like, um, monetarily yeah. was making really good money. You know, we had 10, $15,000 nights in Dubai to give you an idea. And like how much like we were generating, we had no bills. So, you know, we were, we were getting paid a lot and spending very little because. Good. You know, everything was taken care of—our food, our, our, you know, rides to work, our lodging and stay. So it was just money, but we were trading time for it. So it didn't take me long to get to this place where I was, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm making a lot of money. I'll, all my needs are taken care of, but I'm miserable. Like mm-hmm. I want freedom, and I was lonely. Like I had no companionship. <laughs> like there's no girl, woman in my life at the time. Um, and I was looking back through Facebook at home. And like, people are getting together. People are, are hired to go into events, games. And I'm like, man, what's what's important to me? What's wealth, right? Yeah. And I've been on this continuous journey of like, what is wealth? And, um, but anyway, so like that that was really the start. Like just looking at quotes about time, looking at quotes about, you know, just looking at the time and realizing that I'm trading it for money and just like, okay, how can I make half this money, but own every second of my day? And and how do I you know get some control and take charge of my day? What can I do? You know, and uh, that compelled me to start writing in a in a book, little little flip page book. Dude, everything you can think of, like hot dog stand, tater tot stand, uh, franchise restaurant, um, you name it. I wrote it down, and and none of them really, really could pay me, and like the total life. Uh, you know, return that I wanted, like tech and apps could it, it, none of them made as much sense in my head as much as like an internet based or digital based business. And some of the reasons were because it was very low cost to build it. Right. I didn't have to have a huge team or or a huge chunk of capital to start. I didn't uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I, I could be a global company. I saw that right away. Like I could create continuity based subscriptions and get paid residually while processing payments throughout the whole world. It just all these things made sense, and the the net revenue that I could make from it was really high. I could be profitable quick, which I wanted. So you know long story short, that was my first uh, you know idea, and I sucked when I started. I think everybody sucks when they first started anything. Oh, yeah. I've failed for hundreds of thousands of dollars. i've I've had projects that never left the shipyard. Uh it has been an enthusiastic failing forward career for me. And I've only arrived at where I'm at because I'm not I'm not a pussy. I don't I don't quit. I love (laughs) it. So that's that's honest. I could have and I probably should have several times, but I'm just too stubborn. And I I I love the idea of freedom, and I, I will always pursue freedom because. To me, I'm more afraid of not trying and that that regret than I am the fear of just sending it.
0: I love it, dude. I mean, that's I, I, I'm getting hyped, man. <laughs> I want to run through a brick wall. But yeah, I mean, right there with you, dude. I mean, freedom, just like you said, you know, not having to be stuck under fluorescent lights from nine to five, you know. And I, I haven't quit my nine to five, but I'm also. I enjoy my work. You know, I mean, I, I go in it each day and I'm hating on it or whatever. You know, I enjoy going to work. It's not, I don't have a, I got, I'm very fortunate in that regard. But yeah, but, you know, like we've been talking, there is part that, you know, you want to be able to work whenever you want to, set your own hours. You know, if you want to, you know, versus the quality of work for how long you're there, you know, if you get so much shit done in four hours and you're out, you're like, I got shit accomplished today. I'm go, I don't know, do whatever you do, play golf or whatever you decide. Right. The but then you can feel good that, hey, I got a ton of shit done. But, You know, I'm with you, though, that, you know, as far as, you know, because sometimes me and my friends get together and we talk about, you know, business ideas and like, hey, what what can we start or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Internet, the digital age is like where it's at, you know, just because, you know, what we were saying with screens and social media, you can do it basically from anywhere and anywhere and, you know, make money off the Internet while not doing it, you know, while while you're out playing golf or watching. Right. So you had a great idea, dude. I mean, I mean, was that part of what? Military, you thought like this is where it's going to take off. Is this being digital internet age to seeing like the technology there? and uh, I, there, There's
1: so many problems. So first off, it, it's okay to work a job and mind your freedom. I always say that. Like, I, I think it's actually wise if you're working a job and that's, that's, that's uh, you know, paying for your economy or your way of life. Awesome. And honestly, you're rich based on an equation of how much you make versus how much you spend. It's a ratio. So where I live, I'm rich as shit because I, <laughs> I make, a, I make a good amount of money, but I also spend very, very little. And I've set my, set my life up that way. And, and so can anybody else listening or anybody, you know, that's just about getting tactical with, with what your ideal lifestyle is and not for anybody else either. Like fuck everybody else. Like you need to live for you. What's your perfect day to day, your perfect week, your year, your month and that'll change. But, but I think a lot of people, you know, I'm going down a tangent. A lot of people live for other people and they, they wear their wealth or they deeply care about what their friends think. And, and, you know, I am no stranger to some of those emotions and feelings and thoughts as well, but I want to encourage people to have a different thought process, find, find your ideal freedom number and work towards that intelligently. You don't have to just cut the job off. Like I'd say, work your job and mind your business and freedom and ultimately be thinking about who you are, who, what, what customers you can get and how do you make them really, 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 really happy. So they become advocates. And that's, that's really like the the challenge of, of business. There's complexities in finding customers and making them really happy, but th- that's really it. Those are the two things. If you want to simplify the whole thing. Um, but, but yeah, man. So like technology to me was this thing that, Um, I could solve a lot of different problems in a lot of different industries with whether it's speeding something up, slowing something down, organizing somebody's existing business, taking somebody from offline to online through an app, or some sort of, you know, maybe they need, maybe it's just fixing something, maybe somebody already has an existing platform, it needs to be updated to be HIPAA compliant, or it needs to be in the cloud instead of in a, you know, file box somewhere. There's so many areas in tech where, where people may not even need, they need, know they need service. Um, You know, a lot of people's websites don't even have uh, proper security on them. You know, they need what's called an SSL certificate and there's, there's a business op right there. So anybody listening, if they want to, you know, go out and help and all they do is add a security certificate to somebody's web domain, you know, you could sell, that, you know, that security audit, um, know, there's that, that to me is what stood out was specifically, it was one tool that we built back in the day. We, we helped people create more traffic to their Instagram and social medias through basically a bot. Um, it was a cloud-based bot that would mimic behaviors that would tap people on the shoulder, essentially online and drive them back to come and look at your channel or your page. And then your content would, you know, do all the heavy lifting. Really, it would, you know, encourage somebody to subscribe, or it would encourage somebody to, to like, comment, share, etc. But our platform was taking out the human element and, and replacing it with a bot like, uh, you know, characteristics where it would go out and do those things to bring people back to you.
0: So explain a bot in more detail. I mean, I, I, no, I never created one or did anything, mm-hmm. but I know that people use them. So I have a buddy who's a sneakerhead, right? Yeah. You know, they, you know, they drop like the Jordan ones and the newest Nikes or whatever. But you know, these bots get in there and they snatch them all up really before. And I mean, same way with like PlayStation fives and Xboxes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, is it tough like coding a bot? I mean, it's got to be tough coding a bot and like teaching it just how to do whatever you want, or is it just as simple as like, hey, just sitting down, taking the time and.
1: Nothing's hard that you know how to do. So, like you know, for me, I'm I'm not really good at math, so that's hard. But for somebody else that knows how to do it really well, let's try it, practice it, have has really you know perfected their craft. They're great, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, so there's there's all sorts of different types of bots. Um, the one that we built specifically was essentially automating. Characteristics that somebody or automating functionality that somebody else could already do on Instagram. So, on Instagram, you could go out and you could like something, comment on something, message, uh, you could share, you could uh, view a story. Basically, what we did is we took all those functionalities and allowed somebody to decide um, what functionalities they wanted to use on their account how many times they wanted to do them and to whom they wanted to do them to. And then the the program would go out and do those things to this filtered group of people. So for instance, it would make a lot of sense if you ran, let's see, if you were a uh, fitness influencer, right? You're a fitness influencer, or let's say you're a podcaster that talks about fitness. Okay. So in that case, if you use their platform, you would want it to go and target people that would be ideal listeners, right?
2: Okay. So you would
1: program it to go out and target a specific hashtag or target a specific user with keywords that they were using on on Instagram. And it would go out and thousands of times a day, um, go out and engage with your ideal people and bring them back to view your stuff. And then from there, you're getting a lot more exposure so it was it was very relevant for a large group of people because it was automating behaviors and this was years ago this was before everybody like really got into this game and you know these massive platforms like created a lot of, lot of security and it's not a good practice so anybody that's like even considering this don't number one it's it's against compliance number two it's uh you know so you could lose your account it's it's not you know ethical and number two, whether I'm on two or three i can't remember it, it doesn't work um, So you're gonna get shadow banned, and it's it's not a it's not a, a a good methodology to to bring a community together around who you are, what you do. The best way is to give information away. You know,
0: I think. You mean give it? What do you mean, give information away? I mean,
1: like if everybody is their own unique person, everybody is authentically awesome as themselves. That, that in and of itself is this rare thing, you being you. So your ability to get out of your own way and share that uh, and inspire people or share the knowledge that you already have, whether it's about podcasting, woodworking, surfing, give it all away without any apprehensions. Even your really, really good shit, like your shit that you, that you, you know, your, your hidden secrets on, on this craft, give that away and you will make more friends and more connections and authentic relationships than you'll than you would you know using a bot or some cheap method
0: is that the issue with social media today that you know people are, there's so many people who are trying to be a fitness influencer or a woodworking influencer and they just can't get out of their own way just because you know maybe they just don't really know how to use social media that well but also just because like i said you know you know there's 3 million summer I don't know how many millions of podcasts they are right now. So it's like mm-hmm. oversaturated. So and trying to get that exposure on the Instagram where people will come find your, I'm just trying to make sense of what I'm trying to say will come your way. I mean, is it just so much of it? Is that the issue with social media today? And you just gotta, there's no way to stand out anymore or what? Yeah, I guess that's. Well, what
1: well, number one, it's really, it's hard, you know, and hard work. There's very few people that will do hard, hard work. Just being honest, like go to the gym how many people now have washboard six pack apps? Very few. It's cause that shit's hard. <laughs> you got to eat right. Yeah. You got to perform the consistencies. You got to, what I call chop the tree down every day. And you know, so that's, that's uh, falling point. Number one, I think for a lot of folks, it's really hard to create content. I think number two, in, in regards to the social media world, it's really hard to create authentic content or, or, <sighs> or get out of your own way in a sense that you can be your authentic self. And that comes through, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and then being creative and coming up with new topics, there's all sorts of different nuances and hurdles. So anybody that's, that's done it right. It's admirable. That's why influencers or anybody that's like grown amassed, a large audience is admirable. I think in the same way, someone that's amassed like big muscles is it's because, wow, you know, we know that, Maybe subliminally, we know that there was a lot of work conducted to do that. And then, oops, still hear me? Yeah. Good. Okay, sorry, my uh, screen went away.
0: Yeah, you're good. You're good on my end, anyway.
1: Okay, sir. <laughs> it just like shrunk down. But I think, uh, you know, we know, we know that that you know that it takes hard work. And inside that hard work, man, there's there's different nuances um different things that you have to learn about your content, about yourself, about mean people, like the psychology of it. You know, there's all these there's all these barriers yeah. that you have to become worth, you know, your your goals that you've set out to hit. And uh so there's a lot of mindset there too that I think a lot of people um you know, they won't learn some of those lessons or they won't be open to some of those lessons so they can't pass go. They they don't pass a certain phase. Um, of that that's why you know it's hard to get big results if 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 you're not really ready to play big
0: yeah I agree 100% you know I mean you know I think I've talked on it before again but you know back in the day right when I started college like my uncles told me hey no matter what you do I know you're going to party and probably all that good stuff but whatever you do to show up to class you know and that's always stuck with me just actually showing up doing the work, no matter how bad you feel, how good you feel or whatever. And just like you said, don't be a pussy. Just get in there. And do
2: it. <laughs> that's and learn such from, good
0: advice. Yeah. And like, you know, I learned from my mistakes big time. You know, I fell a lot. And I, and I think that's a really bold statement because a lot of people hate to fail, you know, and you, know, you put up a picture on Instagram or whatever, and then, you know, you get four likes out of it. Right. And then they're like, Oh, fuck this. I ain't doing this. You know, and you're trying to be a, a fitness influencer and like you know and, and then you see like a girl that's shaking her ass and she's got twenty thousand <laughs> yeah and whatever and it's just like you know what I'm, I'm out here grinding all day right and she's just over there twerking and she's already got you know two posts and whatever <laughs> it's like you know i i, and I get it that you know you, you see that and you're like there's no even use there's no use to competing with that i mean how do you compete with that but yeah just like you're saying if you keep showing up and yeah maybe you get a nice <clears> break <throat> along the way from somewhere but keep doing the work and good things i feel like you know tend to fall your way i think
1: the biggest thing is if i could interject you in that, that yeah. point is like you're just to realize that you're in competition with you like you are your biggest competitor you showing up every day you getting out of bed you you putting in the work to edit your video or to uh, you know whatever, whatever the thing is that you're doing there's there's nuances to it there's there's challenges to it there's there's the there's the boring side that creates income opportunity, the forward progress. Progress comes from the pain of resistance. You know, I really believe that. And the gym is this wonderful place that will teach you this lesson um, or the military, but I mean, more people can relate to the gym, uh, that there is, there's progress in some of the pain and resistance. And in your craft, whatever it is, the thing that you're doing, even if you start out like loving doing it, there's going to be shit inside of it that gets boring and mundane. And what I've discovered is that's the shit that you need to continue to do, even when the days aren't sunny and, and, you know, there's no rainbows and rabbits and lollipops. Um, That is what will make you very successful is your ability to grind through or grit through the action steps and actions necessary to propel your brand company family whatever it is forward and i i deeply i really do believe that
0: well yeah i mean just like you said earlier you know you said in the beginning of starting it was a true fans or whatever that you were in a back you know barely getting out of the shadow and now you're yeah. now coming out for You know, years and actually trying to, I guess, promote it, get on podcasts and do your thing. But, yeah, you were grinding in the back and it's not flattery. It's not cool. I mean, you know, everybody wants shortcuts to life, but they're not. Sorry, people. There's not. I mean, I wish there were shortcuts. You take the red pill or blue pill or whatever and have six pack pack abs all day long. But, yeah, I mean, it's It's, boring, uncomfortable.
1: You got to do to get to that goal. It, it's uncomfortable, man, and it's not even like sh- it's. It's becoming more comfortable for me now to even be on podcasts or to even be making content. I've got an editor now. I'm creating a system and a process, and I'm looking at guys that are better, le- like higher levels than me in this that have been doing it longer. Like I, am really admiring like Alex hermosi right now, Brad Leah. Like the, these are two of the some of the, the folks that I admire um, that are producing content, created a personal brand, and are giving out these little nuggets and. I'm like, man, you know, I don't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel and neither, neither does anybody. Um, you just have to add sauce to, to your own wheel and then take, you know, take some ingredients or take some inspiration from people that you admire that maybe are right where you want to be. And that's honestly like a time hack. You know, if if somebody wants to be an app developer, they want to build software code. You can look at me. There's other people out there as well, but you should ask me questions you should watch you know she dig it who's my team uh you should ask what i read or, or you know just get involved and, and you know apply that same same uh, methodology to whatever you do if you want to play the violin okay cool you want to be an awesome kick-ass podcaster cool you need to follow chris yeah you get in touch with him he, he knows some stuff
0: right that's what we say you know i also train and compete in crossfit on the side too and that's what we've always said that if you want to you know, train with the best, you got or be one of the best, you got to train with the best. Yeah. yeah and, and like learn what they're doing too, and not just what I'm, you know, but there's outliers to everything, of course. But yeah, that's part of it. Like, you know, me and a couple of people I train with, we push each other all day long, you know, and that's how we get better instead of just going there. Ah, I'm just going to take it easy today and just, you know, like, no, I want to, I'm, I'm going to fucking beat your ass today on this mm-hmm. I'm going to suck. You know, it's just everybody needs that type of push, you know, just to find out what you're made of, find out, you know, where you can do with yourself and not just take it. You know, I'm a firm believer in trying to challenge yourself and doing things that they'll scare you a lot just because you learn to grow from it. And I'm not saying like, you know, go jumping off cliffs or anything, but you know, but like, yeah, you know, if you don't, if you want to go bungee jump and do it, you know, challenge yourself, figure out, take these challenges in life, you know, do something that you're like, Ooh, I did kind of like that. And I learned I could do it, you know? And some people, when I'm training them, so, Hey, push a little harder. You get, you know, try to get five more reps. And they're like, Oh, I fucking did it. It's like, yeah, you can do it. Just, you just don't want to, but yeah, do it. And Perfect. I'm not saying that's works for it. It works for most people, I think, you know, and if, but if you just want to go in there and just, you know, body gag and whatever in work or in a workout or whatever you want to do, that's fine. That's fine. If that's your thing. Cool, cool. Right. But you can't go over there and then complain about me. Oh, well they're making more money than me. Oh, I'm not where I want to be in life. You know, it's just, Hey bro, just like Yeah, you
1: got you got too much time on your hands, man. If you're not actually like or you're distracted. If you're if you're so focused on someone else's pursuit or someone's blessings, then you're I already know exactly where where that person's at. They're you know, they're watching someone else's wave, which is you know, just be aware of that. You know, if, if somebody is angry at somebody else, <laughs> they're watching we're creating
0: let's explain to people. So I know you went to you know down the, obviously the internet uh business ideas so you got a fans you created a fans social media so yeah. let's, let's talk about that like explain that what that is to people you know besides their, and it's not only fans everybody so <laughs> right so uh again
1: and this is uh, the the reality is I, I never like set out to have this good idea in anything that I'm I'm doing. I'm just observant and I try to listen and I tried to watch, and if there's opportunity to inject a solution, I'm I'm normally pretty good at like seeing where things could be improved through specifically technology or a system or a process, and yeah, so that's that's where I inject. Anyway, True Fans is no different than that. It started out realizing that content creators have historically been underpaid and undervalued. Really? Um, we realized that, or we think we think personally, that it sucks if you get your content removed, um, or, you know, uh, filtered or, or censored. We also think that it sucks uh, to be demonetized without any, you know, we, we also think it sucks to not have any sort of customer support or tech support in the event something's going wrong. Um, because, you know, you're just a number, or you're not cared about. So all these different things, or that's just to name a few, we, we thought, okay, well, we can do better. So we did reconnaissance, which is just a fancy word for going out and kind of putting yeah. our feelers out. Okay. Who's out there? Who's doing this already? And 99% of the time, someone's already out doing the thing that, that you're envisioning that you want to do. So I would suggest, you know, maybe mimic this, this methodology. We went out and we're like, okay, who's the 10,000 pound gorillas in the room. Cool. Got it. Wrote down a list. It's like, what can we do to be the most logical choice for creators around the planet? And what we came up with, first off, we had belief. Um, What we came up with, we would be 100% invite only for content creators. Not just anybody could get in. Instead of being like a Walmart, we're going to be more like a country club, Um, an an exclusive invite platform. Uh, The next thing is we were going to pay more. So no hidden fees, no nonsense. Uh, We were going to pay more. And Then we we're gonna pay faster. So we're a US-based company, so we've got a really kick-ass partnership with our merchant. So we just launched instant payments, so you don't have to wait. There's no minimums, no maximums. So I was like, cool. We got another thing. Okay, what what next? What's what's how do we keep incentivizing? Yeah. And uh the biggest one is we don't allow adult content. So we're a home for folks that would love to have an OnlyFans or a Patreon or, or whatever, you know, and kudos to those guys, they've done fantastic. You know, I come in peace. I think they're they've done wonderful, but we are the wholesome alternative to those competitors. So somebody that, you know, doesn't want to be associated with that industry. Cool. Come to us. We don't allow it. Our marketing is is totally different. So that's where we kind of stamped our flag and it's been awesome, man. We have 200 some odd thousand users now across the planet. We're growing at a, at a great rate. We've been able to meet and support and empower some of the coolest people I've ever met. And I'm just really excited about where we're going. And who we're meeting, and um, it's part of the reason I felt compelled to get out of the shadows, if you will, and start to get out there and build a personal brand and help folks in what I know how to do, which is monetize. Been doing it for years, and in the digital space, whether it's running ads, all these complex methods to take influence and attention and convert it into a sale of some sort. That's that's what we know how to do through a conglomeration way. So now, uh, it's it's allowing us to think kind of like an agency and kind of like a, a tech company and okay. kind of fuse those together on, on behalf of our, our users.
0: With part of this, you know, you wanted to go down this road just because of, you know, I think during a pandemic or I guess we're still in a pandemic. I don't, I don't really fucking Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Once uh, Putin decided to go into war, like COVID was over apparently. Yeah. Way, um, part, I guess what I'm getting at is that, you know, during a pandemic, you know, apparently, you know, youtube was demonetizing people they had spoke apparently misinformation at the time or mm-hmm. or um even on twitter they were you know i you know trump got banned from twitter because of i forgot what he was writing up on there but yeah obviously he got banned from twitter and now it's kind of like almost that like elon's trying to buy twitter so he wants to save free speech yeah you know and you know and, and like <laughs> you said like you know i don't know really know how youtube you know, I guess they get paid through ads and how it all really works, to be honest with you. But yeah, was that part of the, uh, your initial investment It's like, Hey, I want to try to change this. You know, like, you know, you said content creators are really underpaid. Yep.
1: No, so I'm, I'm a huge advocate for freedom of speech. I'm a huge advocate for capitalism and people yep. going out and making money and taking care of their families and pursuing their own happiness and pursuing their own religious freedoms, all that. I love freedom. I'm way for less government. And, uh, that's just me personally, but you know, I, 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 uh, I, I do know how typical traditional social media works and it's a pay to play platform in most cases. And what I mean by that is, um, your reach, if you run a community on Facebook, Instagram, some of the other big ones, it's not within their best interest to help you get seen. It's not within their best interest to help you. And your post organically be found by your audience. It is, however, within their best interests of their purchasers, right, uh, their ad buyers, to allow you to pay for that exposure or pay for that dissemination of your thing. And that's how it works, right? I don't know the exact percentages, but um, when you make a post, only X amount of percent of people will see it. Yeah, and that's not how ours works. So whether you have ten people or ten million people within our, you know, within your channel on on our platform everybody gets a push notification. Everybody gets an email. Everybody gets no, notified. As long as they have their notifications turned on, it's up to them. Um, but everybody's notifications are on by default when they come into your community. Okay. And then, you know, as far as our messaging, uh, you can send out a mass message to every single one of your people. So that type of reach is something that is foreign in traditional social media. And we disrupt that. So and and it's because we believe that you as the influencer, you as the creator, you as the community manager, it's your audience. They're there for you. They don't give a shit about me yeah. <laughs> in all honesty. <laughs> if, if all your people were to get on, uh, you know, if you had a community even for this podcast, they don't care what the technology is built in per se, as long as it's keeping them safe and they're comfortable on it. Right. And it works as it should. They don't, they don't care. They definitely don't. <laughs> you don't care about this ginger beard guy from the Midwest, <laughs> you know? So uh, anyway, yeah. So we, we are flipping the paradigm on traditional social media and we're excited about what this is now and what it's going to continue to become for, for people. And it's, it's exciting, man. It's cool. And the, the whole internet's changing to more of a decentralized. Do you think this place. is the
0: future of social media? I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I. So, the complexity of bringing something to market in form of an an app or in form of a website, in form of a a digital product, is only going to continue to diminish. I think, like over time, it's going to become more and more simplistic. And I believe that uh, in the future, everyone will have their own slice of the internet. Like everyone will have their own app. Everyone will have their own branded. Uh, platform, if you will. And the, you know, where my place will be is more of a support role as an infrastructure to those uh, platforms. But ultimately, you as the creator, of the person will have your own. It won't be, I don't think it'll be a Facebook. I don't think it'll be a, you know, if anything, that'll be at the bottom right corner. It'll say powered by. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but it will be your space to allow you to create, allow you to have your audience list allow you to have your data. That's kind of where my head goes with it. I feel like that's the most wholesome way to do it. And I feel like that's going to prevail over time, especially as consumers
0: become even more educated. Well, yeah, I mean, the more, you know, it's kind of the social media seems like still a wild, wild west, you know, I mean, you know, back in, you know, I remember when Facebook first came out, you know, it was like, you know, Chris is taking a nap here. Uh, You know, like that's what you would write on there. Now it's just, you know, you know, I've heard somebody explain it just—you know—monkeys throwing shit at each other at the at the zoo. Especially when you, you know what you post. For. But yeah, I mean, you know, now with the metaverse coming up, I don't know if that's going to change how people interact. But are, are you trying to play into that too? It's like as far as like you know, with Zuckerberg, get your own little avatar into the metaverse and with this and all. That. Um, it's going
1: to be interesting to to watch it all because there's a hardware play there too. Like the metaverse is it, it exists now. If you get an Oculus, right, you can go play Top Golf with your friends in Brazil <laughs> while you're in the Midwest, right, or whatever. I mean, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. It's interactive. It's phenomenal. Uh, but it's not very comfortable. It's not very convenient. You
0: wearing a thing,
1: or what? You- right. Yeah. Like the the actual apparatus. Yeah. Um. So to watch it evolve, it's going to be radical to see like the future of hardware and technology that comes out in, in cohesion with that. If you've ever seen ready player one, I, I kind of imagine something like that, man, it's almost like they're, they're preparing us for something like that. Is that possible? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I don't know how fully, but uh, as far as us being prepared for it, we already do stuff in VR, we do stuff in crypto, um, not just specifically true fans. Although we do have an NFT project launching within the platform so people can launch their, their music, document, picture, multiple pictures, et cetera, in an NFT format to their channel. That's a cool feature. Uh, but as far as like uh, being being in a position to help serve in those areas, we've got some pretty pretty good senior devs in the crypto space now on purpose because we're getting more and more requests for Crypto-based projects, whether it's in logistics, whether it's in fintech, whether it's in you know, there's all sorts of industries that are going to be impacted by this technology.
0: Well, that's where most people are going towards is crypto now, right? So that's going to be a mm-hmm. you know, future and existences or whatever. But it's it's more like you know, my own mom now is asking me about crypto and currency and if she should invest, and I I didn't even know she had heard of crypto before. But yeah, so it seems like that's the way our digital world is going. Is it?
1: Yeah, the infrastructure makes sense for trust and truth in most cases. But in a lot of cases, it's a wild, wild west as well. The the idea of it's beautiful, but watching who emerges and watching the technology, the services that emerge that are actually able to deliver on these big ideas and promises will be fun to see. And I'm I'm invested, but I'm more so like just observing closely uh, right now just because there's so much noise. Yeah. And I, I like utility. I think it's, it's this classic thing that, like I said in the beginning, you know, you're paid in direct proportion to your ability to solve problems. Mm-hmm. You can't just solve problems with an idea. It has to be executed on. It has to have utility, meaning it works. It, You know, so so that's going to drive your audience and your buyers and your usability. And crypto right now is, you know, I think a a lot of it's shit, to be honest, if I'm being brutally honest. Really? Yeah.
0: What do you mean by that? Like-
1: <laughs> so <laughs> this is my personal opinion oh, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, dude. But like so, I I don't I, I think the mass majority of NFT projects will crash and they won't be worth anything at all if they ever were. Um, not to say that there's no place for an NFTs, there definitely is. Um especially when they're Matt, you know, when you buy a house, if your house comes with an NFT, you can trade or buy or sell or whatever. Same thing with a car or a certificate of authentication, whether it's a Pokemon card or something of that sort, like there's, there's utility there, but the platforms, putting those together to, to really stand out as the authenticator platform. I think that's lacking right now. Uh, And then even the method to authenticate those, you know, I think Twitter tried and they failed already. Like people are still screenshotting and sharing other people's (laughs) (laughs) items. It's just not very, I don't know. It's, it's new still. And then, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's here today, gone tomorrow in forms of, I don't know, financial coins, tokens. And that in that world, Uh, I, I, I only see, I don't know. And this is all speculative. Right. So don't, don't take my words for it. I just am, I am apprehensive until I see more utility on a lot of different stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, you can have theory about anything, but as far as you're saying, yeah, as far as making that theory into a utility, I mean,
1: if people are interested in the, in the tokens that I'm looking at, I can say those there's, there's render token. There's Luna L U N A. Yep. Luna there's render And I really like, I I like Ecomi, Omi, just because they already have an app. They already have a lot of contracts with like Marvel and these various, you know, I I imagine that they're going to continue to do what they're doing. And then I I don't know yet if I'm a Richard Hart fan or not. (laughs) You know who that is? The guy that hacks. What is it? I think I'm a fan of his again, because I think what he's doing is he's building up his marketing. And he's, he's created this character of himself. I don't like the character he's created, but I think that's on purpose that he's done that. And if that's the case, that's cool. But he, uh, he is the owner of Hex, H-E-X. And I do like his projects. And I, I like his, I don't like the character that he's portraying on the internet world. But if it's for the good of growing an audience and sharing what he stands for, I'm for it. And I think that's where I'm at right
0: now. That makes sense. i will check it out. Uh, Richard Hart. I guess the reason I asked that was just because, you know, know, I've never been an early adopter of anything. I always find stuff I feel like that's later in life that I really like or not really in life. But, you know, I, I see something and then when I decide to jump on it, you know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, that's almost, you know, came and gone, man. Sure. What's the point of that? Even just like podcasts, you know, there's millions and millions of podcasts, you know. But, you know, a few years ago, I decided, man, I really like podcasts. And I just kind of want to try it out, see what happens, and especially during the pandemic. But, yeah. you know, it was kind of the same way with Twitter. I remember when Twitter first came out and nobody was really using it. I was like, the fuck's Twitter? You know, who, who, who cares about that? And then, you know, it seems like all the celebrities started jumping in on it and, you know, and started doing their own little Tweets or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now it's like that's what NFTs are. You know, I was hesitant about NFTs too because I was like, "Who cares about owning a picture of, you know, a glass or a bored ape or whatever it is?" And right. And now it seems like you know, like Snoop Dogg is he bought? I think he he bought a. A nft maybe it's kevin hart i don't remember then like i think justin bieber has one now they're all buying them and it's just, yeah. maybe this might take off now just because you know with their influences or whatever people want to follow along with oh well snoop dogg did it and, you know justin they're doing it it,
1: well, it will take off it is you know taking off but if you watch those projects as those guys are on and they're they're big time money grabs man they they facilitate them in cohesion with one another and drive price and you know, it's, it's not as, it's, it's differently regulated. So, you know, the board apes ones, right. I think those are, those are, are they the most valuable ones? They're
0: like six figures up to a million. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. And then you get, yeah, I think what's the coolest part about those is what you get access to again, the utility, like you buy this thing. Okay. But it gets you in at this restaurant or this party or this event and then you can network with these people like that to me is a cool ticket, you know? So it's like this graphic ticket that uh, authenticates that you are able to gain access and entry into various places. Like that's, that's the utility portion of it that I do admire from that project. But outside of that, like the art, and maybe some of the history of it is cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of like you, man. I'm like, I I get it. Like, you know, that is kind of cool design that you made, but it's still just like, for me, I don't care about having a digital picture of, I like the technology
1: more. I, I think that the NFT technology will translate into more profound industries.
0: What do you mean? Like, uh,
1: like real estate, like logistics, like, uh, voting, right. Um, voting, yeah, it's a method, it's a method to authenticate that somebody has done an action and there's no way to manipulate it. So think about like the pharmaceutical industry. Okay. You know, how how intense those record keepings are and they shouldn't be tampered with. Sure. Same thing's true in elections. You know? Yeah. Same thing's true. There's there's all these like high-level need for trust areas, same thing with buying a house and showing ownership of an asset or possession. So there's, there's other industries, I think that'll be impacted. Once more people like really understand how to use it, more developers are in the game, like actually in, in, in crypto development. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, in developing a fan site, you know, and you talk about NFTs and crypto, and like, do you find yourself always, you know, trying to stay up to date with? Obviously, you have probably have to with technology as much as it's changing and stuff. And you're trying to catch the next wave, like, all right, like you know, just to make your own app better. You know, it's just like, all right, you know, what's changing now? What's new now? What are what are people moving towards? You know, and you, I got to keep my head on this level too. You know,
1: I think where my head goes more more than in the tech space on this because our tech. You know, as far there are things, there are different protocols that change. There's different nuances and we're on top of those really well. Um, and who we chose to work with as far as our infrastructure tech stack are solid. Um, they're really good at what they do. We've, we've got a good, we've got good logistics. We'll put it that way. Okay. Where my head goes is how do I help creators make as much money as humanly possible, as easy as possible? How do I make this literally dummy proof? And so my head goes into more of the, more of the functionality that'll create cross pollination through the platform. You know, more, more subscribers, finding uh, other people that they're interested in, like a for you algorithm. Mm-hmm. Um, my mind goes more towards in the external as well. How do I get somebody that's on the platform, right? New creator to make a thousand dollars as fast as humanly possible. And then how do I, make it really easy for them to get blue check verified? How do I make it really easy for them to get PR? How do I make it really easy for them to do their taxes at the end of the year? How do I make it really easy for them to like create more traffic through strategies, through education? How do I help them become a creator entrepreneurial hybrid? And how do I help them monetize their influence and know the value and the power of that influence?
0: I mean, that's badass, dude. I mean, just because, you know, like we were talking, like I was just saying earlier, you know, with Instagram, they don't care if, you know, what you post or like, the- well, I mean, as long as it's not excluding their, I guess, rules or whatever, but yeah, sure, somebody wants to become a fit influencer. I mean, it's so hard, you know, and you know, I love it that you're saying you're making it easy as far as taxes go, you know, to get people to come your way, you know, to, you know, get paid. I mean, you know, make, how do you make a thousand dollars, you know, if- you said, if someone told me, you know, make a thousand dollars, just creating content. It's like, yeah, let's go for it, bro.
1: Absolutely. And just, right. And it's, you know, there's, there's challenges, there's some nuances, like, so f- specifically one of the things that we did, there's a world where creators come to our platform and they make more money than they've ever made ever, you know, and not everybody's, let me say this as a disclaimer, somebody's results doesn't indicate somebody else's and I'm not making you know, financial claims, but in the event that somebody does go out and make larger amounts of money than they ever have before, they run into problems or they can run into problems where they don't even consider taxes or setting up an entity to keep uh, the money that they just generated. This is new to them. So what we thought was, okay, how do we do it? How do we give them a done for them system? You know, where all they have to do is book a call, get on the phone with an expert, an actual financial advisor and get them set up seamlessly to get their taxes filed based on whatever they're doing on our platform or anywhere else. You yeah. know, they can come to, to us through. We partnered with Prime Corporate Services out of Utah. buddy of mine, Steve Howard, he's lifetime friend now. Um, we connected. And, and uh, yeah, anyway, so all they have to do now is go to our co-branded page, And, uh, they, they help them with an entity if it makes sense for them, like setting up an LLC, right. Uh, And that makes sense for a lot of people outside of even the creator space. If you don't know shit about taxes or financial services, it's not your thing. And you are making money on the side. You should have an LLC. There's a lot of deductions in a lot of cases. Again, not a financial expert, not giving the advice, but you should talk to someone. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so it's been awesome. And that's just one pillar of the the few that I named that we want to really help people with. And I think that, that makes us more of a logical choice for creators, people with a community, um, because now we're helping them on all these different fronts, the whole sphere, if you will.
0: You know, I mean, just by you talking, I mean, I feel like any new creator should just automatically head over to you instead of trying to, Battle the youtube and instagram and the facebook bag i mean why not i mean or even i mean i don't even know how OnlyFans works but yeah i mean yeah i mean why why would you not especially with the easier i mean you're making it sound so sexy dude like yeah, i mean it's cool dude so
1: so basically there's three steps for us we're 100 invite only so you you can't gain access unless you apply or someone who's an existing creator sends you access so people can go to truefans.com or i'll send you access chris and they can go to you directly and then you can invite them in if, if they, you know, if they meet the criteria, but then once you're in, you just sign up, you set up your channel. That's just a, a fancy way of saying, to add in your content, um, deciding what's, what's upsell, you know, like what's going to have an additional price to it, you set up your channel. So then you're ready for step three, which is just share it out to the world. So you don't stop posting on your traditional social medias and you don't stop like broadcasting your stuff. Everywhere it's just where that goes, everything should be funneling back to your us, your VIP channel, right? Your inner circle, so people can then take it a a layer deeper and connect with you. And, uh, you know, internal of that, if we're just talking about podcasters, right? Then I, if I was doing it for my own podcast, right, Mm -hmm. I would share the first 10 minutes of questions off air, right? And then the behind the scenes, like of us talking. Yeah, you know, before and after, or different things that I didn't share, or if you had a series of questions that, you know, as soon as you hit, you're done recording, then you ask me, you know, hey, t- hey, you know, we're getting ready to close this down and ask Tim five more questions. If you want to find out the answers to those five more questions, join my True Fans community. That's where I get paid. That's where I help fund this this dream that I have. Get over there. Stop being a cheap ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> this is where I'm at. Um, Yeah. So then people are contributing to you and what you're doing. And then also, you know, they're able to see the inner circle shit, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, was that just, I mean, I feel like we might've already answered this, but I mean, that was just your vision while, you know, in the military. And then you decided to go create this. That was just like, Hey, this (laughs) is. No,
1: no, no. So in the military, dude, like my, my first idea was as primitive as technology is this thing, like building an app, building a software as a service. And selling a digital service is uh, this thing that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've built a lot of platforms since then. some some did well, some sat on the shelf, Some are still on the shelf right now. Um, and some some completely fail, right? So true fans came as an idea, and we got lucky right before the pandemic. The idea was you know I, I had I, what did I see? I saw something where somebody had a Wix website, like it was a shitty like Wix website where their content was blurred. And that was all the spark that I needed to see. And I just took it down this road. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes we can do this, we could do this really well. We could make it an app. Yeah. You know, like we could, we could, we could crush this out of the park. My my ideas just started going crazy as far as different upsells, being able to go live, you know, being able to help facilitate a store front. Um, all this stuff, man, and making it as easy as possible for people to, to, to get rolling.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what, you know, people need, especially when, you know, when I was, like I said earlier, we are creating this. I mean, I got a friend that's wanting to create a gaming channel on Twitch, you know, and like, you know, even just doing the research or just figuring out how to even start, where's your day one at, you know, everyone's like, how do I fucking start? like even just like i said creating this was like a, almost a nightmare to me but eventually i <laughs> sat down and did a research and stuff and i was like all right start here all right and then we can go from here to here but yeah well
1: bravo man no that's great and anybody that's on the fence just fucking start what's the worst here, here's the worst case scenario the worst case scenario is you don't ever and then fast forward another 30 years from this day how old are you right yeah. And and that's the reality. Like you and I were probably, I'm 30, I'm 33. Am I 33? Yeah, I'm 33. Wow. Fuck. Um, so, you know, they say middle age is 50. That's bullshit. It's not. Middle age is like 35. If you look at the national average of like how long people are living. Yeah. And I hate to get more, but that's the godless truth. And it's like, so if that's the case, 70 is this time frame in which people are croaking yeah you know, times of the essence. and i I again, I'll, I'll reiterate, like i I am more afraid of being old man Tim and looking back and and like having regret or thoughts of, I should have done this. I could have done this. Why didn't I do this? Yeah, verse just sending it and enjoying life like in the present moment. that life is you're you're meant to build. You're meant to pursue challenges. You're meant to create, you know, I I curse like a sailor, but I'm a Christian dude. And I believe in God, even even a creator God. And, and, um, you know, I think that we all have this God-like characteristic about us in which we can think, plan and grow and manifest things into the reality of, of this world that we live in through, through those actions. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it sucks. If you don't let people hear your music, it, it'll suck worse. Whatever that music is and whatever you have to give, I'd say, give it and don't, and stop thinking about it. God, damn. like I'm, I'm an overthinker too. Trust me. Just send it. And and like, okay, well, what is step one? Well, fucking Google it. Like no one's here to like, hold your hand. I just got done talking about God. I'm using the F word. All right. I'm a Christian that curses. Get that out of the way. I'm a grunt too. So you know, Google it. If you have that question, how do I okay? Ask Google, how do I start lawn mowing company? How do I start developing an app? How do I start? <laughs> and nine times out of ten, you're gonna find a blog and put your filtering hat on. Okay, trust I'm gonna trust this, but I need to verify it. Uh, how credible is this source? Is this guy selling me a course? Is this guy a douchebag? Is this stuff out here for free? You know, just start start researching. And determining what is, what is valid, and you're gonna run into some trial and error. It's okay, right. you know. You gotta fail enthusiastically. I've failed for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Most people haven't invested five grand into the, into a coach, or into you know books or into new information. That's just the truth. I've, i failed for a lot of money, dude. And like, and there's guys that have done that way more than me. I hope I can keep my number within that level, but I'm still moving forward too. Like I'm. I'm still investing. Yeah, yeah. I just spent, spent $6,000 on a few sessions with a uh, coach that's going to help me get out of my own way in my subconscious mind. Nice. Six grand, you know, like <laughs> I paid another human being that much money. And that's, you know, some guys pay uh, Alex or other big name guys, like a hundred K there's events that you have to pay 35,000 or 50,000 or a hundred thousand even to go. So there's levels to it.
0: Yeah, there's levels to everything, you know, I mean, just, you know, I've learned that all through life, you know, just like you think you're badass and then you get humbled in a way, whether it be, you know, losing at a competition or your girl dumping you or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, you have these humbling experiences. And I think that's what helps, you know, keep your you know ego in check. But also you learn from things like we've been saying. But, you know, I also agree with what you said earlier, wholeheartedly that, you know, like you were talking about half our age now. I mean, are we, are we in midlife right now? But, you know, I I didn't want to be the person. You know, when I'm looking back on my life, on my deathbed, like, damn, why didn't I fucking, you know, do that or why not take that chance? And then and that's what I I guess that's part of what this pandemic has taught me is try to take more chances and put yourself out there and see what happens. And just that, you know, I mean, you're going to get struck down, you're going to get rejected and that's you, you learn and grow from it. And I guess what I'm just trying to say that is just that, you know, I mean, it feels like that's what people like in your position or big time people who are successful, that's what they've done. They've taken these risks and they fell flat on their face but they've learned that hey if you keep grinding you keep doing it you keep learning boom that's really it dude yeah. you
1: gotta go go talk to the girl yeah. go say hello and tell her something that you admire about her yeah, dude. there's so many dude. there's probably you know if you have male listeners there's so many people right now that know the this girl that they admire that they they've wanted to talk to but they're paralyzed in the fear of failure, feel fear of regret, fear of whatever else. And and you need to unpack that first off, first off, like really get in tune with your feelings, thoughts, and ideas, but then it's at some point you just got to just do it. Just go out and do it. And you'll feel you'll worst case scenario. If the answer is she's not interested or whatever, you can be really proud of the fact that you went out and did it. And the same thing applies with, with, building a company or building a brand or starting a podcast or learning how to play guitar or whatever it is, man. I just I hope I I hope everybody finds their their freedom number and their ideal, you know, pursuit and gives themselves permission to to play their music.
0: Tim, I like what you said there. I think we should take it home on that and end on a good note, man. Just, you know, I like what you said. And I don't want to go down another alley and we start you know, maybe bring up something negative or whatever, but yeah, you know, I think it's a badass and way to end, take this home on that one. So, uh, if people want to find you find, you know, true fans and all that good stuff or anything you want to give out. Yeah. Do that and all that good stuff. Um, so
1: just, you can Google Tim brandon. You can go to com. That's where like all my socials and stuff are at that website should be done like now, if not, it'll be done the next couple of days. <sighs> uh true fans they can go through you i'm going to give you access as soon as we jump off here man um they can reach out to you to, to gain entry you can send them an invite they hit you up and then our website if they want to learn more about it just true with um yeah and other than that man I, I appreciate you having me on here it's been fun
0: and uh, i hope to remain connected with you too chris dude yeah tim you're a badass guy man i mean like we said earlier i mean just getting people like ourselves together and just talking and even like you know goofing around a little bit but yeah just like-minded individuals you want to do big things but people like that around yourself so let's do it yeah bro all right um be good to yourselves people we're out of here and catch us on next time all that good stuff whatever so cool. <laughs> see ya she